Well, for today's podcast, we're going to talk again about the situation with COVID-19 here as we get ready to reopen schools. Definitely an exciting time. And Dr. Smith, you're back with us once again for another conversation. And we want to say a special welcome to Ashley Libert from the Vandenberg County Health Department. Ashley, thank you so much. I know you are crazy busy. So taking the time to join us. No problem. I'm happy to answer any questions. Okay, wonderful. Uh, David, why don't you and I start chatting for just a second in that thought we'd do just a quick review of some of the protocols in place. And and I had shared with you earlier, I've been in two elementary schools just in the last couple of days. And to see everything in place and to talk to teachers who have put these in place while a lot of people have been involved has just been incredibly impressive um, in a positive experience. So you want to talk about just a quick overview again of, of what people can expect? Sure. Summer months are always busy for school corporations, but this has been a summer period of time unlike no other because of the pandemic. And as you know from the guidance from the CDC, the State Department of Health, the Vanderbilt County Health Department, everyone uh, encourages us to follow the guidelines of thorough and frequent hand washing, and then as well as cleaning those high-touch areas, sanitizing, and disinfecting. Those two guidelines are, are pretty easy to follow and put mm-hmm. in place. The guideline that's more difficult is the social distancing guidelines, which basically say that everyone should be at least six feet apart. Uh, for And so when we talk about close contact, it's six feet apart for uh, 15 minutes. The 6 minute rule, right, if you will. That cone, if you will. So we've worked uh, unendingly to make certain that we can accomplish that in our school. So a lot of work has been done in addition to about now $600,000 worth of PPE equipment. Uh, I think we are over 600,000 masks, uh, the shields, the disinfectants, all those things that we've purchased to make certain that our students and staff have as safe as environment as we can possibly provide. And again, based on what we've seen, of course, for the last couple of months as school, as schools have been preparing, what I've seen just in these two schools, every room I've been in, of course, students can expect smaller class sizes because we're spacing students out so that they are at an an appropriate social distance. So, for example, I was in a kindergarten room this morning, and it was really amazing. Normally, they'd be clustered together. Teachers love doing group work with kids, but now the room looked fantastic, but it was six feet apart, everyone facing the same direction, everyone had their own bins. So, really a system where that teacher is going to be able to work with kids to stay the right distance apart. Absolutely. In addition to making certain that our kids stay in cohorts wherever possible, And it also involved rescheduling about 22,000 students and starting with their schedule from scratch. So typically that takes months and months of work, and we've compressed that now within to about a six-week period of time. And I do think it's important for people to know, too, going in, if you haven't seen this, and a lot of schools have put videos out and they've walked people through their buildings, and that's been really interesting, too. But when we say learning spaces, we're not just talking about classroom spaces. For example, the two cafeterias I was in, those have been completely reorganized. So instead of having well over 200 kids in a cafeteria, one in particular I was in recently, I think they now can have 80. Kids are spread out. Only about a third of the seats are being used. They're never sitting across from one another. So every learning space we're talking about is has been organized to keep students safe. And as you mentioned, lunches, you know, unfortunately now lunch periods, there are going to be more of them. So that means that some students will eat earlier than uh, I think they would care and uh, maybe even a little bit later. So if kids need to bring snacks to school, they may do that. Definitely. But all of this is done with the understanding that we're going to provide the safest environment possible. 
Okay. Ashley, let's turn to you now as someone that's working at the Vandenberg County Health Department. So we mention you all all the time because you're such an important partner to us and, and in your role as the liaison. Just talk to us about that. What is it that's going on at the health department in terms of supporting schools? Sure. So we are the liaison between the Indiana State Department of Health and the um, local schools that we have here. Um, so when somebody has, when there's a confirmed case in um, the Indiana State Department of Health is doing their case investigation and they identify a student that has been in the school system that is communicated to us. And then we work very closely with um, Diana Butler and Kim McWilliams here with EBSC um, to share those students' names so that you guys are always up to date on who those confirmed cases are. And then we work with them to identify who those close contacts are. So those individuals can be notified and sent home um, to quarantine. And really, when and when you get into contact tracing and talking about close contacts, you know, you just heard David and I talk so much about how we want to make sure that students are spaced out and you follow social distancing. It really, as the health department, am I right in saying the better people, and I don't just mean kids here, but everyone follows those type of protocols if and when there is a positive case, you're hopefully going to see a drastic reduction in those possible close contacts, correct? Exactly, exactly. So if we're practicing all the right things all the time, if we're social distancing, wearing a mask, practicing really good hand hygiene, the risk for exposure is much lower. Um, and then to be identified as a close contact is much lower as well. So if we could just be practicing all of those infection control practices all the time, um, your risk for exposure is lower. Because while we can't specifically stop the virus, unfortunately, we can help to control the spread of the virus. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Um, so let's just use that then as kind of a turning point for us, Dr. Smith, and in looking ahead. So we're going to start for the first half of the alphabet with our slow start next Wednesday on August the 19th. And again, that's A through J. We're going to attend the first three days. And then we'll see the rest of the alphabet students uh, for the next three days. So we're, we're trying to really uh, reduce the number of students that are in for these first six days to help everyone learn those protocols. But if we find ourselves in a situation where if someone, whether it be an adult, a staff member, or a student, were to test positive, let's just talk through what that would look like. Yes. So first of all, every school district is going to experience an athlete a student, a teacher testing positive, sure. not necessarily by virtue of the school setting, sure. but simply by what is going on in the community and their actions in the community. So could not agree more with what Ashley said, social distancing, wearing a mask, thorough frequent hand washing, and then the cleansing and disinfecting of our, of our buildings. So when, and I'm not saying if, but when we do have a positive case of COVID-19, this is what the community can expect from us. The first, upon us being notified, if we're not notified by the Vandenberg County Health Department, if if the first uh, bit of information comes from the outside, be it a parent perhaps, then the first thing we would do is to contact the Vandenberg County Health Department to first of all verify and to also give that information to the Vandenberg County Health Department. We would then conduct that contact tracing once again within six feet greater than 15 minutes or longer. So if you're within that cone, then you would be identified as a close contact. We would share that list with the Vanberg County Health Department. They then in turn share that list with the Indiana State Department of Health. What we then do is we contact the parents of any and every child that would be within that cone 
of six feet for 15 minutes or more, that close contact to make certain that they then quarantine themselves for 14 days. And, that, and really, that goes to why we're setting up our classrooms the way we are. Absolutely. And I don't think in this podcast yet, but we've said it a number of times, you know, we're going to have assigned seating, whether it's the cafeteria or the classroom, so that when we start that contact trace and we know where a student, if it's a student, where they were and who was around them. Absolutely. I know that uh, there have been several reports in the media that perhaps there's been one person that's tested positive in the school and they've had to quarantine 200 students. Well, I would have to assume that that's due to a lack of good controls. So we've worked tirelessly to make certain that we put those good controls, those protocols, those practices into place for the safety and health of our students and our staff. Okay, so let's back up for a second then as far as you were talking about who is contacted. So obviously the individual that's had the positive test, we're in contact with them. We're in contact with the Vandenberg County Health Department. If there is a situation through contact tracing that there could be someone that's a possible close contact, they would be, uh, we would be in communication with them. Absolutely. But I I guess what I hear you saying is we are going to communicate with the people who need to know. Yes, and and I think that's where there perhaps has been some confusion or some some angst. You know, we definitely hope that we've earned the community's trust by all of the actions that we've taken. We've moved an entire school to another school building so that we could make certain that the appropriate social distancing practices were in place. Mm -hmm. That's our promise to the community. I think our actions speak very loudly. But we also have to balance the trust of the community and also everyone's entitlement to privacy rights. So therefore, while some people may want to know what's going on, uh, our promise is that anyone and everyone that needs to know what has happened, if there is something that could impact their health, if they need to know, my promise to you is that you will know. And when you talk about a right to privacy, we're talking about a kindergarten student, a five-year-old. We're talking about a 55-year-old teacher or anyone, correct? We correct. must respect people's privacy when it comes to medical information. That's the expect, expectation that everybody would have. Sometimes one's perspective changes based upon their circumstance, but if they would be in this particular situation and they would not want others to know what is going on with their health or the health of their family, then they should understand that we will protect their privacy while also balancing the need for their privacy and the health concerns of those individuals that may have been in close contact with anyone that attested positive. And I just want to review for a second to make sure that we're we're crystal clear on this. If someone is hearing this and saying, wait a second, they're not going to tell people. Again, you're saying those individuals that need to know are going to find out and that will be a priority for us. No, absolutely. What we're going to do is tell people. We're just simply going to tell people that need to know. Okay. So, Ashley, in terms of the Vandenberg County Health Department, as you work with schools, other schools outside of us, I assume that issue of privacy is very important from you all standpoint as well. Definitely. We always abide by our patients' confidentiality and HIPAA. So it is very important to us that as we continue to do contact investigation and contact tracing, we're always keeping our patients' information confidential. Okay. All right. Ashley, that's very helpful information. Thank you. You want to add, Dr. I I might also add that Dr. Box, I think in uh, her most recent update, indicated that in the State Department of Health is investigating perhaps uh, a database with uh, positive cases in all schools within Indiana. And certainly, I think that would be an appropriate resource if they can protect the privacy of our students and staff members. And I know they're still investigating that because there is some 
great concern about the making certain that we do protect everyone's privacy and balancing that with the individuals need to know. Okay. That's great information as we look forward. And, and just as we're approaching the start to the return to learning at school for those individuals, for those families that are choosing that option, we have many thousands who are doing that. Of course, we do have some who are expressed an interest and have enrolled in the EVSC Virtual Academy, which that's a wonderful program as well. But just any final thoughts you'd like to make as we get closer and closer to the A through J students' first day of school? You know, uh, as we uh, sit here on Thursday, the 13th of August, I have had great communications with health officials today. Uh, we are fully intending to start school uh, on the 19th, as you indicated. Uh, fortunately, I think the mitigation strategies that the governor put in place on July the 27th are now starting to take effect. You're starting to see those that average positive case rate. It's now, uh, the average is 35 a day. Um, and that's the lowest it's been in over a month. Uh, not too long ago, it was an averaging of 50 a day. The positivity rate is still higher than I think anybody would want to see, but I do anticipate that that would come down also. But this week, I think the highest that we've had so far in a daily total has been 34. And we've had a couple days in the 20. I hope and pray that continues to move and decline. Um, but so far we are we're good to go, and uh, we will have a great start to school year because of the tremendous efforts of everybody, not just in our schools, but also in the community that are understanding that people wear a mask not only for yourself, but you wear a mask for everyone else. Okay. And and our promise to people would be to please know we will continue to monitor, follow the data. We will continue to have, I, I say almost... <laughs> conversations with the Vandenberg County Health Department. I feel like it's multiple times a day. We've said speed dial. So I know you all are talking frequently mm-hmm. in the Anna State Department of Health, IDOE, the governor's office. Correct. Nothing outside of that will change. We will continue to stay in touch. This is a fluid situation and we're going to make any changes if we need to based on what's happening. Absolutely. This is a balancing act. Okay. Dr. Smith, thank you. Ashley, thanks for taking the time to run over. We've got to let you get back. I know you've got a lot of work to do over at the health department, but thanks for taking the time to join us today. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thank Thank you. you. Mm